I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What is up, everybody? <laughs> it is Friday. It's Friday, Friday. You made it through another week. We are chilling with you right here. We're going to get your mind right for the weekend and do a little recap of the season series, everything premiere of Labor of Love. I love this show. My name is Mike Dealing. Of course, I cannot find this baby daddy by myself. So I have an assemble an all-star panel right here. You know him hanging out with me on Find Love Lives. Your boy, Nate. I am here, and I'm so excited because I'm ready to have a baby, too. So I feel like I want to be inserted into this show. I, mean, I can find a woman to have a child with. I mean, That's how excited I am. I, you know, we happen to have a lady on the panel. Lisa? Yes, yes. Um, coming <laughs> with the, the single woman's perspective here. I, I, too, have dated similar types of these men. So uh, coming with the single lady's perspective here. Love I feel it. for Christy. I hope she can find something good this season. I think Christy's in a really good spot. I like Christy. She's great. I You brought up, before we even started the show, I didn't realize, because uh, evidently I didn't do enough of my research, that she was on a Brad Womack season of The Bachelor. So she's got yeah. a little bit of insight. She kind of knows how this reality game works. So that's really good for, you know, that's good news for her. She got a little bit of a, of a, a first step in on all these guys. But guys, you know how we do it on these shows. We're going to break down the entire episode. My friends are going to give their opinions on all these guys. Lisa's got a little bit of a special segment for us. Nate's going to see if we've got some news. But first up, let's go right to Lisa. Lisa, uh, you don't cover a ton of the reality shows on After Buzz, right? You don't do a ton of the romance stuff. No, no. I, I just finished American Idol, a different type of contestant show, reality contestant show. Excellent. But I um, haven't Excellent. done the re- romance shows yet. Nate and but I, I do watch talking about this nonsense. So are excited to see. <laughs> uh, overall, what'd you think overall of the season premiere? I, I loved it. I loved the premise of this show. You know, I, I love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, but they always have such young contestants. So I'm mm-hmm. happy to see someone in my demographic, an older woman who well, actually, that doesn't sound good. But, you know, a woman who's not in her early 20s, who's looking for love, ready to start a family. So I appreciate this show. And uh, I'm excited to see, you know, it's definitely going to be funny. But uh, but I hope she finds someone good in the end. Yeah. You know, let's like, let's knock out a bunch of the hate comments and flack that we're going to get right off the bat. Christy is on the older side in general when we're talking about looking for love and having a kid. Let's just agree with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Blah, blah, blah. Right. We're probably going to say it a bunch of times. No diss. I think she's awesome. She's gorgeous. People are having kids later. I mean, here, right here. I haven't had one yet. So she's a little bit older on the older side, but that's kind of the premise of the show. Nate, what'd you think? I thought, I mean, when I look at all these dating shows, I am not always the biggest fan because it's like, how can you know these guys, 15 guys in one day in this small <laughs> little time? It's so annoying to me, but all in all, I'm excited about the show. I like the plot of the timeline. Kind of like you said, Lisa, like, it's an older show, so it's fun seeing these men being in their 40s, but it's like, dude, those guys are me just in 10 years. So it's like, I saw myself <laughs> in these guys. Men are men. They make their jokes. They are immature. Like, no matter what level that you are, clearly these guys were on a different level than the younger guys that we see on these, you know, reality TV shows. But you still saw that immaturity and that men and that male banter that was going on. So I was excited about that. And I really like this whole donor and sperm situation like it was really weird but it was like let's just get straight to the point if you can't have a child with me you need to go <laughs> right now so i was like this is actually very interesting that's, but all in all i'm excited for the whole season i think it's going to be exciting that's going to become a meme somewhere nate likes the sperm situation i so and i hate you by the way uh, that's going to be you in 10 years because it's me right now 
I, I love this show. You guys know, and our friends watching at home know, I cover The Bachelor for After Buzz and Bachelorette and all the derivations. So we just finished Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. Um, and just what Lisa was saying, I love this because this is The Bachelorette that people want to see. Perfect evidence, we have Claire coming up. Claire is not 22 years old, right? She's a little bit on the older side. Uh, more mature, let's say. Same thing with Christy. I like that. We get to see a lot more of actual potential love and romance versus are you on here to get your Instagram count up but, you know, and try to get a little bit famous or whatever. This seems more sincere and there's an actual better chance odds-wise for something to actually work out. Let's go through. So, of course, Kristen Davis. By the way, either of you guys fans of Sex and the City? One of my all-time favorite shows, absolutely. So I was going to ask my wife before we started, because I'm not, I never really watched the show, and I don't know, was her character like super after trying to have a baby? I was wondering Um, why she was picked to be the host of this show. I actually, I think she was picked to be the host of the show because she herself is a single parent, I read online. She um, adopted two children. I don't know if she was married at the time that she went through the adoption, but right now she's a single mother raising children. So, um, okay. I thought they were trying to do a Sex in the City tie in even more with her character or something like that. But she was was a great host. Her character, Charlotte, actually did, with one of her husbands, they did try to conceive and had issues with that. And then she ended up adopting. So there was, that did play into the storyline on Sex and the City. That's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. So we've got them down there in Atlanta. Of course, our bachelorette, Christy, from Chicago. She's 41, like we said. She's been married once before. It didn't work out very quickly. Um, And not to be outdone, as Nate pointed out, we got the guys getting tested later. But we know Christy's been tested. The eggs are good to go. So everything is good there. And she said it's been hard dating at her age. And I kind of wanted to get your guys' take on this because I thought this was interesting. She said, at my age, it's hard dating because the guys that I go out with that are my age, either, you know, they think, oh, good, she's this old, hasn't had a kid and doesn't want to have a kid. Or it doesn't work out because guys think she's too old to have a kid. So they kind of, you know, don't continue on with her. I thought this was strange, a strange thing to say and a strange way to take it because my thought has always been the same as I'll never meet somebody online. I'll never meet somebody at a bar. If you're online and you're a good person and you haven't had kids and you want kids, you know, the same thing, then somebody else is there. You just got to keep going and finding the right person. All these 15 guys are out there, right? So she could have just as well met them online. I mean, Lisa, what'd you think when she, when she kind of gave this kind of excuse? Um, I, I do agree Be, being single and, and near that, that demographic myself, that age. Um, I, I've noticed that too. Another thing she didn't talk about is also you have the, the, the men who are already fathers and maybe are done, you know, they're, they're single again, they have their kids. And right. so even though they're single and looking to date, aren't looking to have any more kids. So there's another layer to that as well. You're right. There are definitely men out there that you can find that are single looking for looking for a family still. But um, but it's hard. It is hard. The pool gets smaller and smaller, you know. Yeah. I mean, Nate, you're one of these men. Where are you? (laughs) Well, I personally am someone who hates the whole timeline age that we put on ourselves in in this world. And I understand how she feels and I understand why she feels that way. But I think a lot of that, kind of like Lisa was saying, is something that's in her mind, or you were saying that, because there is another guy out there that is looking exactly for what you are looking for. It just takes time. And so when people do, you know, someone may 
break up with you or they may reject you and we get so down on ourselves and think that we're not worthy. It's like, I'm okay. Reject me. You just weren't the person for me. There's so many people on this world. And I know it's hard to have that perspective at times, but it's like, if you really understand that, like, this is just not the person for you. And it's okay that this is not the person for you. There's somebody else out there. I get it. But when it comes to her and this, I don't know, ladies, I, uh, Nate is saying this because no ladies ever rejected him. So I, I can't really take this. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the reason why Nate is single is because all the women who want me, I don't want them. And all the ones that I want, I'm too ugly for them. That's why everybody's single though, if you're single, right? The people you want to. I cut you off I though. I reject it all the time. But no, but, but when I get the way that if I was in my 30s or 40s, like she is now, I would feel like if I saw a woman in the club, I wouldn't be thinking that she's either done or she wants to have kids. I'm thinking that maybe there's something wrong with it. Like, what's wrong with you that you're at this age and you mm. don't have kids? Are you not able to have kids? Um, are, have you been divorced so many times? Like, those kind of were the thoughts that probably would be going through my head. Not if um, she doesn't, not that she doesn't want to have kids or she's done having kids. It's more so, what is wrong with you? We'll and have to saying, follow up with you in 15 years when you're that age and see if oh, that's I'm still how you think. Because that might be a, that might be a 20-something <laughs> year old saying that, <laughs> right? No, it, it, def- it definitely is. Trust me, I understand that. Yeah, sure. It's an immature brain. I, I I completely agree with you about timelines and things like that, especially especially with success and and work mm-hmm. and things like that. When it comes to kids, a little bit different, just because biology is not always on everybody's side and it's got nothing to do with us or our preferences or um, you know any kind of a lack of confidence or, or any of that kind of stuff. There's some stuff that we just can't control on that and we found out today or yesterday's episode, be sure men too uh, evidently have some kind of biological ticking going on as well. But speaking of that, that. I know. You didn't know I didn't that. Either. Of course, yeah, I mean, of course. I, I knew, I knew that obviously, like, as we, as we get older, obviously everything starts to start acting different. But no, I, I had completely no idea. So now I'm for sure thinking about it. And my clock is ticking, ladies. So it's time to jump. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, be on the lookout, be on the lookout. So let's get into the gentlemen that are actually trying to win Chrissy's heart and Ovum, I guess. But yeah, I'm going to go through them as we were introduced to them. And um, guys, just jump in. And I want to know if anybody specifically really stood out to you right off the bat. So we had Marcus, the anesthesiologist, Jason, the flooring business owner, Matt, the former pro oh, wrestler. Jason. Wait, Jason, stop by Jason. I'm gonna I know. Go, I'm gonna oh, go, I'll, Jason. Do like every, I'll do every five because we got 15, okay, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. So Alan, uh, who's the writer from South Africa, and then Trent, who is the tennis instructor. So go back. You want to talk Jason? Jason. Oh, Jason. Jason oh, come on. Like, you have to yes. be thinking about this. And this again, this isn't um, a reality TV show for the 20 year olds. Like, you have to understand where you're at. You're not, you can't get drunk like this in the situation. Well, well, hold on. We just got introduced to him. He didn't get blasted yet. Well, I'm just, let's just do initial thoughts because we'll talk about him being stupid and getting drunk. Oh. But did you like him right off the bat? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, what do you think about these first five guys? Anybody stand out to you for good or bad reasons? Because I'll tell you what, from their intros, I wasn't feeling Trent right off the bat. I was like, this guy's coming oh, across agreed, a little agreed. slick, a yep. little slimy maybe. I don't know what yes. he's doing. Yeah. What'd you think, Lisa? Mm-hmm. I, I got that same vibe. In fact, I put a little bit of a sleazy vibe, you know, and I hate to say he's probably a great guy, you know, but um, I didn't get the best impression of him either. I like his jackets. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely rocks the different jackets. 
Um, Marcus, I'm interested in learning more about the anesthesiologist. Yes. Um, Jason, though, gosh, uh, when he first came out, he's from a small town, and it yeah. turns out that he has the same career that Christie's father has. I don't know if that was revealed in the very beginning. So that kind of can tie them together. Um, but yeah, that was just and the I, initial impression. I can feel it from this first five and the next 10 that come that Alan is going to be a guy to beat. He's got a lot of swagger. He's a good looking guy. He's got like a James Bond thing going on, accents and all that kind of stuff. Go ahead, Nate. And he was number one in the sperm count. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's there you go right there. Right there, because that means something. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but he got in first place. <laughs> but uh, also good to point out right now that Trent is the youngest gentleman there at 36. So Trent mm -hmm. is the youngest mm -hmm. and we've already met him. Then we get Stuart, a CEO. And I looked online. He's the CEO of a wealth yeah. management company. There's Trent. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, Stuart. Sorry, Stuart. Angelo, a firefighter. Of course, he's got a uniform somewhere. Philip, the medical tech, technical uh, medical technician at a children's hospital. Tali, the attorney, who is the oldest person there at 46. And then Keith, who is a gym owner. Anybody stand out with these next five, Lisa? Oh, Stuart. Absolutely. Stuart, I definitely see as a front runner. And as a woman, one of the things she said about him is that he made her feel seen, appreciated, and like a lady. And that's yeah. what, that's what us women want. So Stuart, Stewart, I see as a definite front runner. Yeah, Nate. Stewart all the way. Of course, <laughs> mm -hmm. he's a black guy. And there was, at first, I thought there was going to be no black guys at all. So, <laughs> Stewart and my guy Keith, both of those guys. Of course, I'm with them. But seriously, though, I did really, really like Stewart. He was he he really showed the mature man. Uh, you've seen it. Like it was like clear as day. He didn't have to overstep his boundaries to show it. It was just like this is who I am. Right. Um, and then also, I did. When it came to Tally, like, is that how you pronounce name, Tally? It is now. <laughs> Tally. I, even from the start, like, I just felt that he was going to be the one. Not, and maybe it is the age thing. Maybe I saw that he was the oldest one and I was annoyed. Yeah. But I just knew that he was going to be the weird, boring one. I just knew it. And then it came out. So I'll tell you what, I mean, with him. we're going by first impressions, right? And this is going to sound bad. But I'll tell you what I thought of Tally right away. It didn't look like he had done his hair. And that annoyed me. I, did, I, I felt like, and I, I mean, look, I'm on the talk. My hair is terrible, right? But for me, I was like, you're going on this national show. This is a big show. It didn't mm -hmm. feel to me like he was putting his best face forward. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just mm -hmm. looked a little bit sloppy. That was, that was my initial thought of him. Obviously, we all know, spoilers, that he's off the show. So whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, the other and you guys, liked, he seemed cold, too. My initial impression. Yeah. I'm sorry. My, my initial impression of him too was cold. I don't know. I didn't get a warm, a warm vibe from him. Okay. Very, I agree very with you cold. guys though. Yeah. Everybody who watches us on, on AfterBuzz know I go after more of the games kind of aspect. You know, I'm a big survivor guy. I like the, the strategy and stuff behind these games. I love Stuart was the one who got her the drink right off the bat. He snuck in, got it. I love that. I love that Trent was upset about that. I like that too. So good moves. I'm feeling Stuart as well. Let's do the final five here. We've got Gary. God bless Gary. Let me just say it right away. Gary cracked me up the way he was, he was just the way he said, I'm Gary and I own a baseball bat manufacturing company. I don't know why. I just thought it was hilarious. There's nothing intrinsically funny about that. I just thought it was funny the way he said it. But Gary has his baseball bat manufacturing company. Walker is a funeral director. 
I have a lot to say about this because a lot of our longtime fans know that I am a funeral celebrant. So I perform many funerals. I deal with many funeral directors. So I like this guy just for that. Kyle, the director of sales and marketing, also an Air Force veteran. Mario, an optician. And Budge, the creative director, who's very conservative. Tell me, Lisa, who stood out from this pack of five? Uh, Gary as well, like you mentioned, just because of his personality, he did stand out. And Budge stood out, but I couldn't tell what my take on him was. He just stood out because, you know, the rest of the guys were drinking and right. he was very in control, didn't want to drink or anything. Um, so he stood out in that way. I, I'm interested in learning more about him. Yeah, he, he just Nate, kind of piqued my interest. Nate, what did you think about that? There's something to be said for wanting to stay in control. And obviously we're not forcing anybody to drink as I have my truly right here, not sponsored, but call us truly... Obviously, we're not forcing anybody to drink or anything like that. There's something to be said for for remaining in control. But isn't there also something to be said for right off the bat, taking this way too seriously and just chill out, dude. You you could nurse a vodka tonic for the entire night and to not be, you know, his statement really was, we're here to find like the mother of my children or something. I was like, whoa, but whoa, brother. What'd you think? Well, I'm, I'm very, very intense like that at times, okay? But you have to understand where you are at. If we're on a business retreat right. and or a business meeting and then, you know, everyone wants to go down to the bar. Yeah, in that time, I'm someone who's like, I'm going to act like I'm drinking in a vodka tonic, but I'm really drinking water. But dude, we are on a date. We are trying to find the love of our life. When you take her out, are you not going to drink because you're taking her? Right. Dude, you're trying too hard. And again, kind of like when we're talking about fine love life, stop trying too hard. Just be yourself. You're doing too much, dude. Right, just I, do that, I, but don't tell anyone else. But and Lisa, yeah, there's something to be said yeah. too for the camaraderie, right? I mean, it, right off yes. the bat, if you kind of stand apart from the guys, but not for a good way, you don't seem like you're integrating into the group and, you know, one of the fellas, that at least from a gamesmanship perspective or people in Christie's ear later could kind of come back to haunt you. Right. Agreed. And kind of like what Nate said, if he chooses not to drink, that's fine. He doesn't have to broadcast it. Just be mellow about it. Just grab a drink. You know, you can have cranberry juice in there, but agreed. I think it kind of set him apart from the, from the group. Yeah. I yeah. love, I just want to go back to Walker real quick. Our funeral director, he didn't get a ton of a play on the episode, but I really like what he said. When you deal with funerals and death and a lot of families, it really puts a lot of stuff into perspective. And I'm sure he's gotten a lot of perspective just in general of what life is kind of all about. I've certainly felt that performing ceremonies before. And I just thought that was a really cool angle that he's come into it with. And I think if he has the chance to really talk to her about it, that could really be something that stands out in her mind as well. Good point. Good point. So all the dudes are there. We're having a good time. Jason's drinking a ton. He's blasted like almost right off the bat, right? And then it was like, surprise, here's all the sperm cups. Now you have to go and do your business because we're going to test your virility uh, right here live while you're in these really weird little porta potty booths in front of the mansion and all the men are going to be watching from the outside. And then other men are going to be right next to you in the stalls inside. I just thought, wow, that's a lot of pressure. And we've all been drinking, having a good time. And it's all of a sudden like, well, I'm wondering guys, and your take on it, what you thought when they just came out with that, like right off the bat, I'm wondering if there's not a little bit of uh, movie magic going on your TV magic going on here. And maybe all these, 
uh, samples were collected previously to the episode airing, perhaps. And maybe they didn't have to perform right there in the little porta potty because I don't know. That would have been pretty strange. What do you think? Yeah, I, 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 I didn't think of it like that, but that makes a little more sense because I'm just like, is there a limit? And I would be thinking like, well, I don't want to go in here for two minutes and come out and she thinks that I'm. Can't That's right. Me. There's other information <laughs> you're betraying, right. right? You know. So then I also don't want to be in here for thirty minutes. It's like, bro, what were you doing in there? So it's right. Like, that process was awkward. Like it was really awkward. And then I'm thinking about, I think it was Jason who wanted to shake everyone's hands, and they said that there was no right. Was drunk Jason, yeah, drunk Jason, yeah. Oh no! So I was, uh, uh-uh. but again, <laughs> they're trying to find love. I would have jumped in there too. I, I mean, I've never gone to a, a collection place like this, I guess, yeah, as either. delicately as we can say this. But I do know uh, from movies and stuff, and I guess whatever, that there are, how do we say this? There are like aids in there to help you, uh, I guess, complete the deed. And I, they, they shot one camera angle in there and I saw this tiny little screen. And I just thought, are they trying to like watch something on this tiny screen? <laughs> I said, Lisa, what did you think about this activity, let's call it? Um, I felt sorry for the guys. I I really (laughs) did. Like, how embarrassing, you know? I mean, hey, it's all part of the game. But did you guys notice that Budge, when they first brought it up, Budge was like, I'm not doing this. You can pack my bags. I'm having no part of this. But then he Mm -hmm. changed his mind. He came around. But if you watch puns for days with this guy. (laughs) Budge was not budging on the sperm (laughs) collection. Yeah. Yes. He came around, though. He came around. He came around. <laughs> this is another thing where stand out for the right reasons. She's obviously like, this is what we're doing, guys. So you got to kind of do it, do it, right? It's rough to be pushed into there. But if he was going to say no, I think he was just going to stand out even more negatively. I, I, it would have been yeah. tough. He would have really had to gone into it. But I don't know. There we go. We get the results. Exciting. And as we said, it ranged from 300 million to 7 million. Not that any of these guys know what that means anyway, or what is bad or good, right? And of course, we know that Allen won the sperm count with over 300 million. So that's fantastic. And Jason is still wasted. Okay. (laughs) They gave Allen a trophy. That's cool, I guess. And now we know that everybody can have a trophy. That's pretty funny. Okay. This, once again, I mean, obviously, this is a little bit for shock value, but of course, they could have done this test. You know, all these guys could have gone and got their physicals. You know, you have to get a physical to go on these reality shows anyway. So this could have been done then, but we had a little shock value. And then we go back to the house, which I thought this was fascinating. It looked, obviously, production didn't build these houses. They're gorgeous houses. They look like Mm -hmm. somebody just cleared a chunk of forest and plopped these two houses down like one for the owner and then one for the in-laws or something like mm-hmm. that. I, these are just in the middle of nowhere, Nate. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too, but when you go to those places, because were, were they in Georgia? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, when some of those places, they're like that. Like there's a lot of properties that are just random places. So I haven't been thinking throughout this coronavirus time. I'm ready to get out of California and just buy a house and my neighbors are like three miles away. Hey. Social distancing like for real, okay? On purpose, but, all the uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the houses were gorgeous, but I didn't, I mean, I guess it. I guess it doesn't matter. But I don't like how she was just in a house that was next door. I, maybe it was just like the fantasy that she had, or they wanted to create for the demographic of audience. That maybe there has southern type of girl looking for love. I don't know. But I don't like how it was just two houses and like. Why can't we all stay in one big house? I'm sure we have the money to do it. 
So yeah, you I know. I mean, Lisa, what'd you think about that on, on similar shows? Like when we're talking bachelor and stuff, they are sequestered away. So they get a mm-hmm. lot of, sh- of footage of all the dudes or all the girls screaming at each other and, and getting into little fights and kind of stuff with the bachelor or bachelorette away from them. I actually liked it. I liked how they had the side-by-side houses. In fact, I don't remember which contestant it was that like said goodnight to her from the window. I thought that was- Oh, that was cute. Kyle. That was 6'8 Kyle. Uh, yeah, yes, I love yeah. Kyle too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I thought that was sweet. There was definitely a difference between the inside of their two houses. Theirs was like a frat house. Even though they're in their 30s and 40s, I guess some things never change. It was still very yeah. much like a frat house, but but I like that they have two two different houses like that. Yeah, I uh, I didn't mind it. I knew she was going to be sequestered away somehow. I probably just thought that because of other shows. Uh, and I thought it was kind of neat that, you know, she can kind of see them all the time because there's nothing between them and they got that kind of spy thing and, and somebody could sneak over there. That's kind of neat. A lot of times on Bachelor or Bachelorette, we like the scenes when someone goes and finds the Bachelor in their hotel room to just tell them something and kind of sneaks away and almost breaks production, shall we say. So that's kind of cool. We get the next day, obviously the night, the guys keep partying. Jason keeps getting drunker. And then, you know, he almost throws up. Mario takes him to throw up. The next day, he's obviously regretful. And it's barbecue time for some reason, because that's what we're going to do. So all the guys go out and barbecue. And then they, they decide they need to come up with some way to get her over to the barbecue as if she doesn't know them, doesn't know that a show is going on, that a barbecue is going to happen or something like that. Alan comes out with the wrong name, calls her Cindy. And then the guys just basically scream her name a bunch. And I love this. They went to the shot of her with an iPad or something like, huh, my name? I was like, the whole production going, the show is all for you and the production is going on in between the, in the yard, right? Okay. But basically at the barbecue, this is the, the excuse to have guys take her away on one-on-ones, what we call in bachelor land, like the cocktail party or whatever. And that's what they basically use it for. Lisa, what'd you think of the guys approaching her during this uh, party? Um, I, I thought it was good. I, I, I thought the, the barbecue was okay and nothing, nothing really stood out to me either way, except for Jason. Jason was, you know, unfortunately was the one that had the really bad night, but, um, but I don't know. I, I thought the guys represented themselves well, Stuart in particular, I, I think always carried himself like a class act and a gentleman and, uh, yeah, I, I think he definitely stood out at the barbecue. Yeah, I thought they were much nicer than the people on a typical bachelor or bachelorette season, at least the majority of them. Everybody seemed to be cool with letting them have the time with her and things. It can get feisty mm-hmm. on bachelor and bachelorette. Nate, what did you think? And uh, let's bring up, while you're talking about it, Tali, who just couldn't answer a question. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking that same thing. The way that they, I felt like they were being too nice, the way that they were mm. taking the girls away. Like, it's like, okay, it's time for you to go. It's my turn. Like, no, like, I feel like fight. Everyone should be arguing over who's going to get her time, but then be respectful. So I think they were being a little too respectful and like they were giving them time limits of five minutes. Of like, okay, it's my turn now. So I don't know. But Tally, Talia, whatever his name is, I'm sorry. I don't want to disrespect your name. But she's asking about you. Like, you are there to talk about yourself until she kicks you off. Like, it's not about you getting to know her. You need to show your personality, who you are, and how you're better than these 15 other guys. But he's just like, no, I want to get to know you. Right. I don't understand, but yeah. I don't this know is, why. Yeah, this is rough. There's a few guys I'm going to center in on for us here for this barbecue. Tally is one of them. Now, Tally, I kind of felt bad for in this moment because if he's a student of reality shows and dating reality shows, 
what he did is in the right zone. You want to show interest. You want to get to know her. Too many people go on these shows and they talk about, or they they like talk smack about the other people on the show, or they'll Mm -hmm. be too self-centered and just talk about themselves without trying to get to know the bachelor or bachelorette. So I liked what he was doing, but he went way too far yeah. to the other side <laughs> yeah. of where, yeah. and I, I don't think it was on purpose. I don't think he realized what he was doing. It seemed like he was constantly avoiding all the questions instead of yeah. having a flowing conversation. To me, it seemed like he had a bunch of questions that he wanted to ask and he was going to fire them off no matter what happened. Like, nope, I, I this. And have you learned anything tonight? Like, nah, bro, she's been there two hours. Chill yeah. out. So it was and I think, intense. Yeah, and I think that he wasn't trying to, like, I think he was thinking, don't be about yourself. Like, right. show this woman that you're into her right. and you're not a self-centered person. But it's just in this setting, you have five minutes to show this girl, to impress her and get as much information about you to her so she makes an uh, informed decision. And I feel like he failed that. And she basically literally said, I'm here to get to know you. And he still was like, okay, well, I'm still right. going to divert the question. Back. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, guys, bro. <laughs> from a woman's perspective, I'll be honest. Like I I talked to guys like that before and I feel like he wasn't listening to her and I could feel her frustration. Like, you know, once he asked about her and then she brought it back to him, he wasn't listening. And as, as a woman, that's very frustrating, you know, when the guy's not listening. So if he's not listening to her now wanting, you know, to hear more about him. Um, And then did you notice like when he left, he made the comment, Oh, well, we, there wasn't chemistry anyway. So I feel like he wasn't even into her to begin with. You know, uh, that's, that's an easy, something to throw away, say, when you just got eliminated the first night. From the <laughs> yeah. right? I'm sure, I'm sure he would have self-eliminated the next night. Right. If she hadn't kicked him right. out. Come yeah. on. No. The other guy I want to talk about is Philip. Boy, Philip, great hair, bro. Um, I was surprised on how old Philip was. I thought Phil, I said, okay, they snuck like a 20 something year old in here. Philip is 38. Right? Yeah. So I said, wow, dude, there's mm-hmm. a, a great genes, fantastic. Um, childlike almost in his uh, personality even, a kind of a, a wondrous mm-hmm. thing. And he even brought it up. I like to be surprised by stuff and learn stuff every day. So this kind of childlike wonder. He had his little rocks. And so he brought her inside the house to talk kind of in private, gave her the little rocks. Again, Nate's, Nate's squinting at this or, or he, he didn't like the rocks. This is a classic bachelor bachelorette move where they bring something from home as like a little gift to try to be memorable on the first night. So I got it, but I don't think he did a good enough job explaining it. Nate, what'd you think of Phil? Again, I just, I'm not, I'm not big on the, all these shows. Okay. I'm a hopeless romantic, but when it comes to these shows and the strategies, I'm just looking at it from a real life perspective. Absolutely. Okay? Not the strategy. I got now, you. I just, like, what are these rocks? Like, what are those? What are you trying to show this woman? Like, again, I get it. Like, I get that that you're trying to be creative to show that I'm thinking outside of the box. And I love that about it. But it's just like, do those things in an effective way. Like, don't be like Budge, which like, I'm not going to drink to stand out. Or I'm going to do this to stand out. No, do something that's actually going to be productive. Yeah. For example, um, my six, Gary 6-8, the 6-8 guy, right? Kyle. Kyle, okay, when he said goodnight, like, it was, it was nothing overbearing. It was just like, hey, mm-hmm. goodnight. Like, right. it's simple, okay? That will make you memorable. You yeah. saw her these rocks and trying to create this, like, no, I was so off the rock, sorry. Well, I like that, and it, that's why it's a great perspective because you're not used to this kind of stuff, so it's good to hear from somebody, you know, what it is. If he had explained them, 
every day, you know, part of the reason, I don't know where, wait, where's Philip from? Oh, I didn't write that down. Whatever. The rocks were significant to something. He's by the beach or something like that. Right. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So if he yeah. had explained one of the reasons I'm just making this up, I live in LA because I just, I love the beach and I'm all about the beach and I walk there every day. So on my last walk before I came here to meet you, I picked some of these up and I brought a little something from home. Then you would get it. Right. But he nice. didn't explain mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Right. Lisa, yeah. what'd you think of Philip? I think if the premise of the show was different, if it was a regular dating show, yeah. I think he would have stuck around longer because okay. she even said she found him very attractive, but he definitely did seem too childlike for someone she wanted to start a family with right away. I think if they were just dating, he would have stuck around longer. And actually, I love how they have the family members come in and make these little comments. I was and so did surprised. You guys know- Thank you. I know. And did you notice how Philip's cousin and dad were both interviewed and his dad even said, oh, Philip's not ready for this. In his own time, he'll be ready. And the cousin, when the dad said that, it's like, oh, no, no, Philip's ready right now to start a family, like to try to get him back on track. Don't mess up his chance on the show. (laughs) Yeah. I was very surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I I had no idea they were going to bring family members of the contestants, her family members. Sure. But already episode one, family members, the contestants, Nate, did you like that kind of little insight from, from their folks and stuff? Yes, I loved it. I loved it. I'm so mad. I sent my notes in big letters. I'm so mad I didn't bring it up already. But at first, I was happy when Christy's parents came. So right. I thought it was just going to be hers at first. I was like, okay, that's actually, you know, a great twist because now the family, like, family's important. And we always forget about that when dating. When you date someone and you're thinking about marrying them or having a child with them, like, you're marrying and having a child with that family, too. Sure. Not just that woman, okay? So yeah. that was really big that they brought her family up. But now they keep bringing everyone out. Great twist to reality TV. I like it. And I hope they continue to do something like that for sure. I think they will. And we're going to see a lot more from their families. And that's, I, I makes me wonder when in relation to the show, did they film the families? Was it before any of the guys even left? So they went and filmed it. Is it during, is it, I don't know. Mm. It, it's going to be interesting to see the rest I wonder. of it. Either way we get done with the barbecue time. And then they go back to their respective houses. Now I want to, before we talk about the eliminations, I want to get your insights on what you thought about this process. I didn't like it. So basically they separate her from the guys and the guys are watching the screens, uh, like shout out to the circle on Netflix. It's been very virtual to me. They watched her put them in the category of either you're definitely staying or we need to talk. Right. And the, we need to talk is either you're the top or you're the bottom, which I thought, unnecessarily stresses some people out who've done nothing wrong but good stuff right right (laughs) also puts all these other people to me it takes a lot of tension away from all the other guys who right away oh you're safe you just get to see it you don't even have to face her like a traditional rose ceremony let's say for like the bachelor lisa what did you think of, of how they're doing the eliminations on the show I actually loved the concept and I like how the guys can see real time if she's moving them back and forth on the screen. The only thing I think would have, that I would have liked more is if she moves them to, we need to talk. I wish it was like, say like three guys that maybe she didn't have the best connection with, but she wants to give them, give them another chance. Like they can sit and talk and see if there's a connection and then decide. Um, I don't like, like you said, how they bring someone who she, like she liked Marcus and scared the heck out of the poor guy by bringing him him there. I don't like that. But if there's guys that she didn't have the best connection with, but she's on the fence with and wants one more conversation with them, I think that that would work better. Yeah. I, I didn't like that the men put into the, we need to talk. Let's just say the, the bottom two in the, we need to talk. 
they didn't actually talk. She just said goodbye. Right. They didn't get to plead a case or, or say anything or whatever. You know, Jason obviously said, I'm from a small town. I drank too much. It was an accident, whatever. But I think she was keeping him anyway. I don't think mm-hmm. he talked her out of elimination. There was no further exploration. Nate, what'd you think? Yeah, I, I, I the different parts of it. When I first seen it, I was like, you, Mike, I hate this. I like, they need to be in that room with her and they need to have that face-to-face interaction. You, girl, you pick all the guys so they can be happy and walk over here. You know, you know how it goes. But then when I saw that it was real time, I was like, okay, well, this is interesting because they're seeing her actually, they don't know what's going on, but like even when they showed the profile of the guy who was a firefighter, I believe, like his profile yeah. popped up mm-hmm. with them. So like, they're like, oh, like what's going on? Why is his profile up there? So they're seeing something and they're kind of confused, which makes it interesting. But no, I would rather them be face-to-face. And the second part, like again, when Stewart and Marcus and, and those other guys were over there and they right. were stressed out and then like, Oh God, like I knew that they weren't going home because she even expressed the night before, Oh, I love Stewart. And like, she loved those guys, but again, she stressed them out, you know, but I guess moving forward next week, like Stewart can probably tell the guys like, yeah, just cause you're going over there doesn't mean that you're going home. She's probably just going to, yeah. but I think that she does. I don't know how production can go and how smooth that they can make it, but I wish that they can have some type of rebuttal. I always love when someone's ready to get kicked out. Yeah. Someone has them. Like, for example, I thought it was going to be Jason, where she was like, Jason, you drink too much. I want to kick you off. And then, okay, and then he gets to express, no, listen, I'm apologizing for that. This is really who I am. Give me one more chance, and I'll show you. And then she was okay, I'll give you that chance. But you guys are right. She's just saying, yes, no, bye. And I don't like that. And if she's going to do that, have everyone in that room. Have yeah. Everyone there. If there, if nothing is going to change, then there's no point in doing a, a talk thing. Just eliminate the guys they are going to eliminate. Don't, right? What's right. Different? So I, uh, yeah. I'm going correct you. I don't believe Marcus went. I think it was just the four, right? I'm sorry. That's okay. It was Stuart and Jason. Right, yeah. And then Tali and Philip get called oh, on the carpet yeah, here. And so, yes. of course, we know uh, Ta- immediately Stuart is, is bounced to good because it's Stuart and he's awesome. Right. And uh, Tali is eliminated, Phillip's eliminated, and Jason, of course, explains the drinking and everything's cool and he gets to stay. Tali seemed kind of surprised that they weren't kind of making that connection, but of course, all of us saw him not answering the questions. And that made sense to me. I felt really bad for Philip. I don't know the big, just because he was kind of nervous, you know, a lot of these folks, they've never been on a show before. They're not used to having cameras shoved in their face 24 seven. What's wrong with being a little bit nervous. I was surprised they made her eliminate two people on the first night. I think Philip, especially since she's attracted to him could have been totally mm-hmm. fine. Give the guy a chance to, to become a little bit more comfortable with the situation and the circumstances, but either way he was eliminated. Were you guys surprised at the double? I personally was surprised at the double, but in general, with all reality, I don't think that they should eliminate anyone for at least two days. Mm. I hate, like, and this is why I don't like the, the start of any reality love show, because there's so many people, you can't bet all these people in that amount of time. And the right. fact that they did make her give off two, yeah, he was the younger one. So she, like, you have only so much time to gain that connection. So Yes, you look beautiful, but I'm here to have a baby. This is a little different type of reality right. show. So I understood why it made sense, but I wish that they gave her at least one more day to see the guys out well, before they were to. to that point, Philip was doubly odd to me because 
the initial eliminations for shows are normally, I'm just not attracted to you. It's no disrespect or anything. Yeah. I still feel that attraction. I feel like she probably wasn't attracted to Tali. It didn't seem like it. She right. said she was attracted to Philip. There had to be one of the other 13 guys that she just kind of wasn't attracted to anyway. Yeah. It would have made for a better elimination. Lisa, what do you think? I, I, I really, I really think it was the fact that Philip was so childlike, um, because she's looking for a father figure immediately. Um, he seems like he has a little more growing up to do. And again, I don't know if that was just nerves or that's really his personality. It was really sweet and endearing, but if she's on a mission to get a father figure, he just didn't quite have that, that vibe. They're going to end up with budge. <laughs> Good old he's still there i mean man we'll see right guys basically that's it for the episode we get a little upcoming preview the next week the guys are going camping that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun i'm yes. excited to see that i don't know that we really know enough information yet to do some kind of predictions what do you i, I will throw this out to you though as a, as a prediction question and then lisa i know you got something fun for us do you guys think Jason, just because they made it a deal, and I don't want to make it such a big deal for this poor guy if he was just having a good time, but do you think the drinking is going to come back up again? Because that's what it seemed like they alluded to. Yes, yeah. I definitely saw that in the teasers. He was he was drinking the champagne right away. Right. And I don't know if that's just how they made it look or, um, but I don't know if he's really trying to prove a point that he doesn't need alcohol. I wouldn't have had that champagne toast, you know? What do you think, Nate? I think, yeah, they're going to make that into a storyline. Um, and I, I don't think that he was that drunk, to be honest with you. Even no? when they're showing him throwing up, he wasn't really throwing up. He wasn't really trying. Like, he had and a he water bottle in his mouth. Yes, it was fake. It was completely fake. He was not that drunk. Oh, he did not throw up. Oh, and then I even wrote in my notes, when you, when you wake, when the next day, I felt like they moved the story way too fast where now he's, like, talking to Stuart, like, yeah, I have to gain my respect back. And they didn't show us anything. They showed that he was a little drunk. They didn't really show um, Christy seeing him that drunk, except when they were at the right. little um, right the sperm place. So it's like right. I feel like they moved that story way too mm -hmm. fast. Yeah, that they're just gonna they're trying to set that narrative up that maybe he's mm -hmm. drinks a little, but he's not a drunk. I don't think yeah. that he really was throwing up. Like, he didn't even that, have like a hangover, really. Yeah, he didn't he have any. Ready. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was strange. We'll see. I don't know. I got I, this show. You know, I was talking to our producer, Bree, before we get on. And I think anybody who is a Bachelor, Bachelorette fan, this is the show to watch for you. This is a great holdover to Claire's season. Like we said, it's um, people who are a little bit more mature. It's what we've been looking for in Bachelor Nation in general. This is going to be a great show for everybody to glom onto. Super quick, Lisa, okay. you got something fun for us? Yeah, well, it was just, you know, the okay. show, like you said, Nate, the, the show moved so quickly last night. I felt like we didn't get to know Christy very much. And so, like, they didn't talk about, obviously, the fact that she was on The Bachelor. It's a different network and everything. And she was there doing Brad Womack's uh, season. She is into health and wellness. Because I, I want to know, I wasn't even sure what she did for a living. Yeah. Um, I guess she used to work for Garden of Life in Chicago and now has a, a nutritional, works for a nutritional supplement company. Um, on our LinkedIn profile, it says she's a health and beauty expert. And then she and her sister actually also have a blog on her Instagram. It's called Modern Mamanista. And mm. it's about inspiring women of all shapes and sizes to embrace their inner beauty, um, beauty hacks, feel supported, like all their favorite things. So she's definitely a girl's girl. And she made that comment several times during the show to Kristen Davis. And actually in one interview, um, someone asked her, who did you like more as a host, Chris Harrison or Kristen Davis? And she's like, oh, I'm a girl's girl. I, I loved Charlotte from Second City, Kristen Davis all the way. 
That's not so. fair. It's her show. I, know. Not- <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, it's her own show around her. That's kind of, well, that's not fair. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. She definitely geeked out over, over Kristen in the very beginning. And that was cute. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Nate, did you have a news clip for us? Or are we doing that yeah, next week? I, so, something very, very simple. I just want to give you guys, right? like you said, Lisa, we didn't know that much about Christy, but she did an interview with Fox. And they asked her a bunch of questions, but they asked her why was she so interested in being a part of this particular series. Mm. And she said, honestly, this is not fake reality. Like, this was really her life. She's really been raised to have a child, start a family. So it was, like, literally a perfect fit for her. So we are watching something of someone who's really going through this in real life. So we're not watching a produced up, set up reality TV show. We're seeing the real thing, guys. So that's all the news I have for you this week. I'll more next week. It really seemed like... uh, you know, if any, if, if there was any question, I don't really know that we had questions about any of the guys, but it seems like everybody is there for the right reasons as that phrase yeah. that we love to say, it seemed like they're all really up for the whole dad thing, the vibe and actually having relationships. So that bodes really, really well for the show. And we are excited to see where it goes. We're going to be here for yeah. you guys every Friday with the recaps, 2 PM PSC until then, Lisa, where can our friends follow you at? You can find me at Instagram at Lisa M. Macy. That's Lisa, two M's, A-S-I. And on Twitter at Lisa Marie Macy, M-A-S-I. Nate. You can find me everywhere at Royal Nate underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Please don't, don't forget do that. the underscore. Don't guys. do it. It's at the end. It's at the end. <laughs> guys, my name is Mike Feeling. You know AfterBuzz has got you all covered through this entire quarantine and beyond with all the shows that you love to watch. We love doing after shows for you guys our extended panel. So go ahead. If you're watching us on YouTube, give me a subscribe and a big thumbs up. And if you're listening to us on a podcast service, give me a five-star review. You guys make AfterBuzz the ESPN of TV talk, and we love you so much. You can follow me everywhere at Mike Feeling. Until next week, we're going to find this baby daddy. If it's the last thing we do, we'll see you all soon. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.